it's me, Ruma, your favorite podcast, Getting Effie. You're my effers. Let's get Effie together. I'm coming to you pre-recorded from New York City, as you know, if you've been listening to me, mates. And I'd love a follow on Instagram and Twitter. That would be wonderful. I have very few on Twitter, but my Instagram is basically low enough. I mean, you know, I'm not comparable to a blue checkmark, but I am getting more popular. So, darlings, we are on night 82 of Big Brother All-Star season. It's kind of crazy that we only have one more episode left to go. It's going to be a wrap. We're going to find out who's the winner and who's the second place winner of Big Brother Season 22 All-Stars. So let's get into what we do know, my darlings. We do know that it's the 12th week. We do know that it's the 82nd day or evening. And we do know that the remaining house guests in the show are Nicole, Enzo, and Cody. And we know that Christmas was sent packing to the jury house last week. No tears shed on my end. Not sure if she's your favorite player. And, well, condolences if you are sad to see Christmas gone. And we know that there was the big, greasy, huge dinner that they have you know, for the three, and they did the reflections of the way life used to be in the Big Brother house just 12 weeks ago. And, well, I told you I'm not a big fan of it. It's a little bit, you know, it sounds scripted. It's a little fake, but whatever, okay? And we know that they had that. And then we know that they played the first round of the last HOH. Now, that last HOH comes in three different competitions. And we do know that I don't think we need a drum roll for it because, well, we've already discussed this. Nicole, are you kidding me? Yes, Nicole won the first round of the first series of three of this competition. I don't know why I have to make it so difficult. I don't know why, but I think you are understanding what I'm trying to communicate. Three competitions for the HOH that decides who they are going to send packing or be in third place and who they want to sit next to on decision moment when they become either the winner or the second place winner. So I hope I explained that decently. And Nicole won. And I have to say, it was a bloody difficult competition. Now, I kind of described it to you, but I didn't know exactly what it was because I didn't see it yet. So I explained it pretty much what it was, how they have to balance on these little discs with their feet and they're swinging in the 
you know, a round and a merry-go-round type of thing. And I explained to you there'd be some sort of obstruction that would come out and hit them. And I believe it was like a moon and crescent moon. And they are they're dressed up like zombies. They actually did a very good job on pretending like they were zombies kind of in the beginning of the show for the dramatics and for our entertainment. And... You know, they got on the merry-go-round. Enzo was out within like five minutes. And I just think it was difficult for him. He was having trouble right away, right out of the gate. He was kind of sliding and it was slippery and he was having trouble. So he was... He was out, and Cody wasn't too far after him. I mean, they probably, like, spun up the time for us as the viewers watching, but it only looked like maybe Cody was on for another 25 minutes. I'm not sure. And But it was about that time, and the last person was Nicole. And it was a difficult competition, so I have to give her her props, you know, good for her. And so she won that. And now the next competition is played by Enzo and Cody. And then they, they have compete. And then whoever wins that plays in the third competition and they decide who's in third place, who they send packing to jury, the last jury member and who is going to sit by their side that that evening. I mean, it's all happening on Wednesday, so I can't really say the winning night because they're going to play the third competition and decide all on Wednesday live. So that should be very exciting. And, well, we know that because we are Feedsters, we know that competition has been played for the second So we know who's going to play in the final round. And well, let me first describe the competition. Now, I have not seen it yet. We will see it again on Wednesday. I'm assuming Wednesday is about a two-hour show because they have to show us the first competition. Then they have to show us the third competition. And, you know, they have to evict the third place winner and then they have to sit in their little chairs and be questioned by the jury so i'm assuming that they're gonna have about a two-hour show at all these one and a half hour and well and if you hear that snoring my darlings that's me little rocco and that's me doggy and he is snoring i've covered him up with a towel to keep him all warm and to try to muffle his snores, but I'm not sure if you can still hear him because as I've stated, this is a very, very inexpensive mic that I dug out of me friend's rubbish bin. So it's not real high tech, okay? So hopefully it's not too aggravating, but you know, he can snore. I mean, he's a He's a bulldog. He can snore. So, okay, darlings, um, getting back to it. Oh, a rumor, y'all. Getting off the subject once again. Well, come on now. It wouldn't be me, would it, my mates? Mm. I'm going to have a little mic reduce. So, hopefully, my brain will calm down and I can focus. Okay, so now we're talking about the round two of the competition. And Enzo and Cody are playing 
And drum roll. Okay, so first the competition is, I guess they have to balance on a balance beam and ask questions and, uh, um, I, I don't know, get hit by things or whatever. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but this is what I've heard through the Big Brother grapevine. You know, I know that those things aren't that important. I mean, you know, you know that it was a, it sounds like it was a difficult competition. Now, it, you would think it was really difficult if you saw Enzo. So, unfortunately, Enzo was out. It took him 30 minutes he lost he was very upset and it took Cody four minutes so that's a big difference if one can go out there and do the whole competition in like four minutes and another one goes out and does the competition in like 34 minutes or something I mean that's not very good you're not you're you're definitely not cut out for that competition well he was absolutely devastated. And we knew that he was devastated prior to this with Nicole winning. He was in the shower, you know, crying his eyes out about how he, you know, why didn't he send her home? Why didn't he do this? You know, why, you know, why, why did you not do it? Because unfortunately you checked your balls, okay? You checked your balls at the game door when you walked into Big Brother and you did not, you haven't received them back. I don't know why you didn't play your own game. I don't know why you let Goatee tell you everything to do, tell you what to do, what you're not going to, what he shouldn't do. If he'd suggest somebody, Cody would right away say, oh no, oi, that's not going to happen. No, 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 we need to do this. This is the best for our game. I mean, it's the best for your game, mate. It's the best for Cody. When, 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 um, Nicole won, you know, the first round, he was like, oh, I'm going to shower now. And he seemed pretty fine. He didn't seem that bummed out about it at all. You know, Enzo, you could mop him off the floor. He was really upset. So, Darlings, can you imagine how Enzo is after he lost the second competition? So now he's just, you know, he's just a poor little bunny rabbit. He's not a meow meow like he says. He's a little bunny rabbit, you know, just sitting there scared, basically surrounded by two giant rats that could eat the little bunny rabbit all the time. Oh, rumor, you're so graphic. Uh, I'm sorry, okay? M maybe let's get that out of your mind. I wasn't trying to be so vulgar, but you know what I'm saying. It's obvious that, like, you know, he just, he has to pray now. <laughs> That's what he has to do is just pray and try to throw some Hail Marys because he has lost, you know. And he's third place. I mean, if you look at it, if you're outside looking in, that's what we're saying. Now, he is feeling so sorry and upset. And he is constantly saying, I'm sorry, Jackie. I'm sorry. I tried my best, Jackie. You're not going to believe it. They don't want to take me, Jackie. They're intimidated by me. Now, the only thing I can think of is Jackie must be his brother. 
I think his lovely little girl, remember I couldn't think of her name, Gina or something, to try to remember it and then I've lost it again. But, you know, I know that's not his daughter and you, we know Jackie can be a boy's or a girl's name. And well, and we know that his little son is Nico. So, and I know that's not his ex-wife's name. <laughs> And don't ask me what his, her name is, but I know it's not Jackie. So it must be his brother. I'm, I don't know Enzo well enough to say, but I'm assuming that it's his brother. And he is devastated. I mean, he's saying, I'm sorry, Jackie. You're going to, you know, really be disappointed in me. And he, and then he's like in bed and he's talking to the camera and he's saying, I did my best. I mean, how could I win? How could I win against these young people? I mean, I'm 44 and he's saying this and he's like, you know, and Cody's in his twenties. I, I was never going to win. He had he he finished the competition in four minutes and it took me over like 34 minutes. He's like, I could have never won. He's like, I'm, you know, I was screwed. And well, <laughs> I mean, okay, I understand that. Believe me, I understand it. I mean, he did spend a lot of energy trying to hang with the young ones and not maybe sticking with his age group and maybe trying to start an alliance with his age group like Kesar tried and Janelle tried and 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 maybe you know I'm not I think actually Davon's probably younger than Cody I don't really know how old Davon is but anyway he could have you know kind of done that but he didn't oh like Memphis Memphis is like what, pushing 50? So, I mean, he could have done an alliance with Memphis. Um, and so I don't think Memphis really is pushing 50. I just get cheeky about it. He just seemed like that because he was so like, you know, always uncomfortable and he would act like his back is hurting, his knee is hurting. So he's, he's probably an athlete at one time in his life and he had some injuries. So I think he's about 45, you know, 46. I mean, I guess that is pushing 50. Anyway. Okay. So he, he could have done that. And he, you know, he kind of did, but he was in that, you know, seclusive whitey, I mean, committee group. And, you know, they were very secluded. And so he was in that with Memphis, but in Christmas, you know, in Christmas, I mean, he should have kept Christmas. I mean, no, I don't really like her, but I, you know, I don't like Nicole. So it wouldn't have mattered to me. And, well, Christmas would have been more loyal to him, and he knew that. He really did know that. But when Cody said something, if Cody said jump through that hoop, he would. And it was just so aggravating to watch because he had such a great personality. Well, I'm talking about Enzo here. He had so he was so socially dynamic, and he was so funny that he really could have won this game. And so it was just unfortunate that he put all his, you know, cards on Cody and he let Cody run his game. Because you know what, darlings, even if he would have said, hey, I'm putting my foot down, I want Nicole gone, I want to keep Christmas, I'm going to do it this way, I feel more comfortable with Christmas, it's just the way it is, mate. Or, you know, got everyone out and kept Dave on and, 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 and Bailey, they would have been so much better. And of course, Kesar wanted to win, wanted to play with him, and they would have probably gone to final two. So he had lots of options. And every time he'd come up with something, he would always say, you know, uh, he would tell Cody it. He'd be like, oh, I just think we should do this. Oh, I just think we should do this. And then Cody would be like, no. 
no, we're not going to do that. And then he'd be like, oh, okay, well, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, you know. And it, it was just so annoying. Remember, he could have voted out the little rodent when she was up against, wasn't she up against David? Yes, she was up against David. He, and he, and he, and David would have been loyal to him. He liked, he liked Enzo. And so, and all the girls said, you know, Enzo's a good, he's a good mate, so you should work with Enzo. So the thing of it is, is that he, and he kept on telling us feedsters, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I just think I'm gonna maybe keep David. I'm gonna just do that. You know, even throw it out and throw out the vote, throw out the vote, and then you could have, sorry, my Scottish, my Scottish grandfather. His accent kind of gets mixed up with mine sometimes. And sometimes I drop a few words that sound a little Scottish. Probably because I've spent a lot of time in Scotland and spending time with my, one of my dear grandpapas. Okay, so darling, so we know that he probably, you know, if he would have kept David, it, David would have worked with him. It would have been, and you know, all those times, this is what I was trying to say. All those times that he want to make a decision and do something, all those times Cody would have worked with him. He would have said, you know, I, I don't like it, but okay, well, you know, I understand you, you have to make some moves yourself, mate. I understand and I'm going to make my moves and, but we're always going to be loyal to each other. So I rambled a bit, but you get the point. I mean, he just, let Cody run the, his game, and it's very sad, and he knows deep down that's what he did. And I think that in his mind frame, he was thinking, I'm just on a really good spot here. Cody's doing phenomenal. I'm doing great. I'm I'm winning a few competitions and, and vetoes, so I'm doing great. We're Jersey Brothers forever. It's going to be great. We're going to fly to the end. But he had it right up front of his face, the relationship between Cody and Nicole. It was always up front of his face. He also knew that they pre-gamed not only with the mummies, but there was also this discussion about Derek being involved in it and kind of teaching them how they can win and go all the way. So I don't really know about all of that, but all I know is that there was pre-gaming and he knew about it. So... I don't know, like, what he's thinking. Another thought in my mind was, because Enzo is a very loyal person, he might have thought that Cody would be exactly like him. And we hope he is, but I don't know. I really don't know, because Cody has also developed a very close friendship with Nicole, and I believe that he is friends, or at least good acquaintances, you know, with maybe another friend of Victor's or Victor. I'm, you know, obviously they're all in the same age group. I just think that Enzo, he played it wrong and I do think he knows this. And I think that his, his third place is very, very, uh, let's just say it, it could really go I know that in my past podcast, I was saying, oh, no, 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 he wouldn't be able to go anywhere in Jersey if he let his fellow poisson, if he let his fellow brother, Italian brother, down and stabbed him in the back. But, you know, I, I mean, as I'm watching feeds, I just think it, it's a toss-up. 
So it really is 50-50. And that's even if Cody wins the final round of the HOHs. And if Cody doesn't win that, we know for sure, absolutely, Nicole is taking Cody. So Cody's sitting pretty no matter what, but Enzo is very depressed. But no, I will say this about Enzo, and it's it's nice to see this. He is one of those types of chaps that, you know, he kind of is like, he's sad for a little bit, and he mourns it, and then he's just like, hey, you know, it is what it is. Or he says, yo, 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 it is what it is, you know, and I try my best, and, you know, everyone's going to say I should have done this, I should have done that. I did the best I, I knew how to do as I was playing, and he's prepared himself. He really has. I mean, uh, sometimes you'll see him, and he'll say, I know I'm going, I'm going to be third again. Everyone's going to laugh at me. I did this to myself. And then another times he'll be like, just kind of even about it. And he's kind of accepted it and whatever is will be, you know, and he, he's very relaxed about it. Now, this is another thing that's driving me a bit batty. And that would be that I'm a different type of person and I, Nicole's a little bit like this, and I maybe it's I don't want to I don't want to discriminate and say women tend to be like this, but I would be kind of following them around a little bit. I'd be like, you know, yeah, mate, let's play some chess, and let me explain to you why you need to take me to final two because you're gonna win. You know, I mean, I know people kind of like me, but there's no way, mate, that anyone's going to vote for me over you and just, you know, and Nicole, she might win if you just take her because now Nicole, even though Nicole's won, she's a female and they haven't had a lot of females win this game. And well, she would make history, big brother history. She has been in the house for, I believe I wrote this down, but of course, you know, I'm not very good with notes because I have dyslexia on top of my attention deficit disorder, darlings. But I'm a genius, so it doesn't really matter. But I, I think she's been in the house for about 254 days, if I'm correct. I, I believe this is to my memory. And, well, that's the longest that any housemate has ever been in Big Brother or play Big Brother. So she's already made history that way. She's a female. So... And we all know that there's a little bit of nudging by production. They don't, they act like, no, it's not, absolutely not. But come on now. We do know that there has to be a few little nudges here and there. And so it's interesting to me, like, why Enzo doesn't kind of follow him around. And, you know, he, he doesn't want to, like, harp on something. He's kind of like, it is what it is. And that's, I mean, it's a nice philosophy. But I'm telling you, if I was there that long, 80, well, we know they've been in, you know, sequestered longer. So it was much longer than 82 days, probably like, what, almost maybe even a hundred days. So we know he's been away from his family for quite some time. And I'm telling you, I would be relentless. I'd be like, good morning, Cody. Let me give you a cuppa and I've made you a nice little breakfast. And let's discuss why you should take me to the final two. 
and we should give the old axe to the old rat. And I would just be doing this over and over. I'd be like, oh, Cody, what do you want to have for dinner? Let's discuss why you should take me. And he's not doing that enough, you all. I mean, and don't you mean, I told you I picked up you all because everybody else says this in Big Brother. So it's just hilarious that how different I am and how I would be. And so I'm just like, come on, get out of bed. Stop talking to the camera and being defeated. Get up, pull up your bootstraps and get to work. Because you could sit there and you could be possibly the winner or possibly number two. And you could go on and on to him why he shouldn't take Nicole. And so he's not doing that. And you might go, oh, well, I like the way he's doing it. I wouldn't want this obnoxious, you know, rattling in my ear the whole time. Well, I understand, but I also wouldn't want to be in the house and away from my children and away from my life for, like I said, about a hundred days with nothing. Also, we all know that Nicole has already won $15,000 on top of the stipend. So she has made lots of money already. And well, you know, now I just think that he's not handling it the way I would handle it, but he's handling it the way he handles it. So I know I went off on a tangent, but whatever, I got to fill our time somehow because darlings, it's boring as AF in the house. I mean, it's literally like watching paint dry. Okay, so it's very, very boring. So, I mean, you know, I mean, they're like, you want to play backhaven for the 550th time we've played? Um, I don't really feel like it. I'm going to take another shower. I've taken five today, but what the hell? I'll take another one. And, you know, it's a lot of that. And, oh my gosh, they've been, oh, they're talking in accents now. (laughs) It's driving me a bit crazy because they're pretty bad about it and you know they're not they're kind of all over the board it doesn't make any sense and then they kind of like laugh at little things because it's almost like I'm watching people turn slightly crazy or a little slap happy because they are so disconnected with reality and they do start acting a little you know a little off so it's it's funny to watch a little bit of it, but then it also gets pretty old and a lot of sleeping going on. So I can go off on my tangents because we'd have nothing else to talk about. So Nicole, now we're going to discuss about Nicole. Now, Nicole is very, very happy. You know, she's won the first round. She knows that she's playing Cody. She is very, very clear of what is happening for her. She is gonna take Cody no matter you know if she wins you know well I guess that's the only way she could take him so if she wins so because she would choose him so she's going to take Cody she said there's no I've absolutely made up my decision Cody are you wavering that's she said that to Cody and he's like you know, and he makes kind of jokes, you know, he's like, oh, maybe I will take Enzo, and she's just like, you know, Cody, Cody, oh my gosh, it's like a bloody fog horn, but uh, anyway, she will whine about how he better take her, and that she's 
they're the best against each other and he will win because people won't vote for her because she's, you know, pissed off more people. I don't know if I can say pissed. I hope I can. Anyway, PO'd off more people. And so that's not really true. I mean, really, she did a lot of her little scurrying about, her little gossiping, her little tantrums. And it was way, she was very manipulative because it was very much behind closed doors kind of thing. And it was very, you know, sneaky, like a little rat. And it wasn't like, you know, a lot of these people know that she was vicious. And she's not even aware of how vicious she was. And she's not even aware of, like, what she actually did. She thinks, like, oh, I'm, you know, she's privately having her acceptance speech, you know, I mean, she's already put herself in those chairs and she's already practicing her speech to jury. And she thinks that like she made moves and she designed them and it was all about her being the mastermind. And that's really not how it was. The mastermind were the other people. And then she kind of would whine and want her way. She would suggest some people. The only thing that she masterminded was Memphis, which makes sense. That was a good one. But she didn't really mastermind anything. It was the, uh, it was Danny doing most of it. And it was a lot of immature, gossipy, stab you in the back, whining. You know, she was having a tantrum about Janelle and the whole wedding bit. And she was having, uh, she would say that Ian was her best friend. And I noticed on the show on Monday, you know, because I don't understand this. I really don't. Editing and CBS think that they're fooling us. It's all over. It, you know, Google it. It's all over that she made fun of Ian behind his back, mimicked his walk, thought Memphis was absolutely hilarious when he was saying nasty things about Ian's autism. And it's all set that she, it, it's all on film. Uh, so I don't understand why production and CBS think that people are, what, too lazy to look this up to find out if they really like her or not? I'm assuming so. They think that they can fool us all. But they've definitely painted her to be this wholesome girl from Michigan that, you know, was a great gamer. I mean, it's so full of malarkey. Now, did she make an excellent move when she got Memphis out? Absolutely. Did she win the, the two, the veto and the HOH that week? Absolutely. They were very tough competitions. And did she win this latest HOH? Absolutely. So she gets all the props for that. And that's amazing. That's wonderful. But does she get credit for the other stuff that Danny did? No, she doesn't. And she doesn't get any credit for being microaggressive that I've talked about throughout the season. And that's when you are making fun of anybody with a disability or diversity, or you're making fun of somebody's skin color. And so she 
definitely walked that line. I mean, maybe she didn't cross it that much, but she crossed it. And I don't have any patience for that nonsense. And even her mummy says, vote for Devon for America's favorite player. So if her mummy sees this and she's watching She's probably watching the feeds too. She's watching everything. Come on now, darlings. That says a lot, okay? Because she's, her mummy is her best friend. And I do not think that Nicole has tried to be like this in the sense that it is hurtful and it is completely incorrect, okay? I think that what happens is, is that a lot of these Caucasian people come into the game and they live in whatever, you know, in their bubble of their life, okay? Their friends, everything is, you know, not really uh, diverse, and they grow up a certain way, and I just don't think they know better. You know, that has a lot to do with it. If you are never taught, you don't know your certain way, and they, I mean, if you said to them, Oi, mate, you're being a bit racist, and I don't know if you can be a bit racist. I mean, basically, it's racist or not. But, you know, you're being racist. And they would be like, are you kidding me? I love black people. And see, that's the problem. It's just like Tyler. I don't think Tyler, deep down in his soul, is like a racist. I just think he makes bad decisions and he doesn't think about people with different diversities. So, I... I, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be like passive to them. I mean, um, it makes my blood boil, to be honest. I have no patience. Absolutely not. I have no patience. If I've said something incorrect, that's not, that's not like considered proper or woke or however you want to put it, I would accept the criticism. I would think about it. I would learn that, oh, I have to understand what I've said or done wrong. And then I would, I wouldn't justify it. I'd say, I've done this wrong. I've said this wrong. I apologize. I understand now how I should be, how I should think, how I understand it now. And, uh, you know, and so that's the problem I have because none of these people that play Big Brother come out and say that. They all just kind of go, oh, I'm not like that. Uh, you know, you misunderstood me. No, I don't think we misunderstand you. I mean, we're watching you 24-7. We know how you are. You are misunderstanding yourself. You just don't know the true you and the just your natural way of being. And so I have such a problem with all that because I just feel that we don't have any tolerance for people that go along with other people that act like that or act like that. Because I'm telling you, it's not right when someone else says it, of course, but it's not like you're an innocent victim if you're sitting in a room and someone is being microaggressive and you're going, <laughs> you're so funny, you know, it, that's not proper. You know, that's not right. You haven't come correct. You have to educate yourself. And she needed 
she needs to educate herself. And as I've said before, she's marrying a wonderful, beautiful Latino. And well, her child's going to be half Latino. And so she needs to educate herself about the history and understand what people of different ethnicities have gone through in our country, in our world, to be honest. So anyway, I'm going to get off my soap soapbox, shall I say, and continue to wrap it up with her. But, you know, basically she is firm with going to take Cody. She ha- she's kind of thrown it out to Cody. Well, you know, I mean, Enzo, he has told me that he could really use the mon- money for his children if he wins second. So, I mean, I don't know, Cody, you know, please tell me straight out, are you taking me, are you not? So Cody's sitting very pretty. He doesn't, it's either one or the other, you know, he doesn't have to worry. They would both take him, but now, of course, it's only Nicole, the other one, and she's for sure said that she's going to take him. And he's so good at, you know, smiling. He's such a little Dexter that way, you know, he just gives a little smile. Oh, of course I'm going to take you, Nicole. Nicole, we have a bond that's unbreakable. Well, Cody has said the same thing to his fellow brother, Jersey brother, you know, the Jersey boy duo. So it's going to be interesting what happens. If Cody wins this third round, he it's going to be a big drum roll who he's going to take, either Nicole or Enzo. I was leaning to Enzo, but now I have to say I'm kind of leaning to Nicole. So I'm really hoping that he takes Enzo because I feel that Nicole I do you know I also feel like she kind of ruined a lot of people's chances in the game that was unnecessary you know a lot of unnecessary stuff that I've talked about until I'm blue in the face I'm sure your ears are sick of hearing it you know just she just did a lot of stuff that was on game related that was like really screwed up a lot of people's game and I would have it would have brought more interesting feeds and more of an interesting game if she wouldn't have done that and if she would have played a little bit cleaner of a game I still think she probably would have been in the same position if she would have played a nicer not so despicable game so and of course people that do not see feeds People that do not research it, they have no idea. They think they're watching a little farm girl from Michigan. And I want to say I did receive a little letter about people saying, Michigan is not ugly, because I make the joke about saying she's from ugly, ugly, ugly. Now, I only say it because there's only like one letter difference and it's pretty funny that that's the name of the town. Absolutely, Michigan is a gorgeous state. And I think I might have even said that too. But we know that there is incredible beauty in Michigan. And so if you are thinking to visit Michigan, visit Michigan. It's absolutely stunning. Beautiful, you know, rapids and, and lakes and all the different seasons and the beautiful leaves that change colors in the fall. It's its breathtaking. Michigan is gorgeous. So I absolutely have to apologize 
about anybody that thinks I am putting down Michigan when I make a joke about ugly, ugly. And, you know, ugly is probably a very pretty place. I've never seen it. I have no idea. It is a little funny. I try to be a little cheeky with the names, but I'm sure that ugly is a beautiful place. And so I just want to give a little apology to the women that are writing me, telling me that Michigan is beautiful because you're absolutely right. Absolutely right, darlings. Michigan is an absolutely gorgeous state. Okay, moving along, my darlings. So we know that the next HOH round will be played between Nicole and Cody. We know that Enzo will be sitting out watching. We know that he will be waiting to find out who wins. And if it's Nicole, she's already said that she's taking Cody. And if it's Cody, he hasn't made up his mind yet. And he's either going to take Nicole or he's going to take Enzo. Whoever wins makes that decision. And then that other person that is not going to be taken to the final two ends up being the last member of the jury and they can cast a vote for the winner but they end up with nothing so that's about it my darlings i will be checking in with you again on wednesday evening probably after the big finale and i will also continue my getting effie with my effie wisdom stories now i'm gonna have a halloween ghost story it's absolutely true my darlings and i'm going to upload that hopefully before halloween but after big brother so my wonderful effies thank you so much I really appreciate your support. You have been so much fun for me to be able to have this fun little cheeky podcast. And I am going to continue. So, and then I also told you I'm going to cover Big Brother Canada. I'll do it a little different because a lot of people don't watch Big Brother Canada. I'm going to be watching it online and I'm also going to be watching the feeds which a lot of people don't even get that. So I will be describing the characters more and I'll try to be more detailed about that and less, you know, my opinion emotionally about the different players. So my darlings, thank you for tuning in. I'll talk to you in a couple of days. Remember, Black Lives Matter, love is love, adopt, don't shop, and please sign all the petitions that you can to shut down wet markets. They are not correct. They are very, very, very brutal. Darlings, take good care of yourself and I will talk to you on Wednesday. Cheers, mates.